fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Listening, I'm your host, Dr. H. It is good to be here with y'all today. You know, every show we start with gratitude, okay? And today I'm going to tell you, I am grateful for what I have learned. All right. Now, true story. <laughs> you ever have one of those nights where you know it's going to be a little rough? All right. You know it's going to be a little rough, tummy's upset, things like that. And you don't know whether it's coming out the north or south end. You know what I'm saying? Well, I had one of those nights last night. And whoa, let me tell you, it was rough. I've never been so happy not to eat a burrito. I almost made the mistake of eating a burrito last night, a bean burrito, you know, but just still a burrito last night. I almost made the mistake of eating that around 11 at night. And I can tell you it would have been North and South if I had done that. So thankfully it was just South for me. That's more information than you need. I realize that. But what I'm getting at is that I know what to do. And that's using bentonite clay and psyllium and making sure I'm taking a few herbs that are going to help shore things up and taking some good probiotics with a lot of bifidobacterium. And I'll get this ship righted in about uh, probably about 12 to 16 hours today. You know, it's nice to have that experience of knowing what to do. And it brought me back to thinking about when I first got into this journey of natural medicine. You know, when I first got into this journey of natural medicine, it's 1999. It's actually December 5th, 1999. It's actually the same day, a few years later, that my son would be born. How serendipitous is that, right? I go into this little hole in the wall clinic in Santa Monica after this great story. You know, I had had been searching for a school to go to, to start learning about natural healing because I was hurting. You know, I had some serious heart pain. And I'm talking about that love heart pain, you know, a lot of depression and things like that. I needed, I was falling off a cliff. I needed to get healthy and I needed somebody to help me do it. And I knew if I went to the pharmaceutical industry and the allopathic world, that they would just put me on all these numb you out kind of drugs. And I said, that's, that's not the way I got to do something. If I'm going to heal, I have to heal myself. I remember being in the mirror, having that conversation with myself. If I'm going to heal, I have to heal myself. But I also realized I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what to do, you know, and that's where so many people find themselves. Right. So what ends up happening is I get on the phone with, uh, this is back in the day when you can still, you know, call 411, right? And talk to somebody. I get on the phone and this real sweetheart gets on and she just happens to know where I'm looking. I'm looking in Santa Monica, California for a school that I've kind of heard about, but you know, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't clear which school it was going to be. Um, but I'd heard some good things about this, this magical kind of school out there where there are all these great teachers, these PhD biochemists and, and uh, published authors teaching at this little small school, but I couldn't find what it was and I didn't know the name. 
I get on the phone to just ask a, around and get some information. And I get somebody on the other end who knows exactly what I'm looking for. And she goes, says, you know, I think I know where that school is. And I think it's this school right here. How cool is that? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, you know, when you get through some things and you're like, how did, how did all those things go right? Well, I wind up at this school on December 5th, 1999 in an open house that has this really aqua green carpet. You know, it's got these wonderful uh, traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture charts all around and all these cool things. And it's, you know, it's a massage school, but it's a massage school where people are teaching about nutrition and how to heal yourself. And it's incredibly, you know, loving and compassionate environment, but also without being all flowery, you know what I mean? Without being too over the top about it and, you know, blessings and stuff like that. What they, what they did was they said, we're going to teach you the real deal. We're going to teach you how to heal yourself, you know? And what you learn is that it takes help. It takes other people helping you engage your parasympathetic nervous system, for instance. It's going to help, and that's through massage. We're going to talk about that. That's going to be the focal point for today's show. I want to, I want to teach you a little bit about your body today and so that you can start feeling confident on how to use information, how to interpret what your body is saying to you so that you can go, okay, I think I start knowing what to do in those situations, right? So, you know, I, I, I go through and this great experience and there's a, you know, I, I remember seeing, watching Ingrid Martin. Martinson, uh, you know, uh, do a great shiatsu form on somebody that was at the the clinic, you know, somebody, one of the prospective students like me. And I just looked at this girl's face as she was getting this shiatsu massage and she was just drooling and, you know, literally drooling while she's getting it. And I was like, oh my God, I want to learn how to be able to do that to someone. That seems like a really cool skill to have. And so that launched me into the whole thing. I went right around the corner to their offices and right after the thing was over, paid the full freight for the whole next year and had really the time of my life. And I mean that the time of my life driving from my old, what would become my old job working in international on the International Space Station project and getting into my new life of just helping people. So it's possible. But what I do think is, is the deficit right now in our country is that people don't know their bodies well enough and people don't know to, what to do when some of these weird signals come in from the body that we can't really tell. Is this really bad? Is this not a big deal? What is it? You know, and what does it mean? And if it is kind of bad, what do I do for it? You know, there's some, there's some education necessary, right? Well, that's why we put together the Art of Cellular Healing. And it, it's, of course, was designed for people dealing with the injuries from the shots and experiencing long COVID. But really, it's principles that work for everyone. And it's principles that um, allow you to understand what to do, what your body needs you to assist in doing so you can accelerate your recovery process. You can stalemate the decline of whatever you're going through and start your body and yourself on a journey towards back into health and, and happiness, right? See, the cool thing is that you were designed, your body, this gift, you were designed to heal. I think you all are getting that feeling if you've been following me and listening to me for so long, right? How many times have I said that? I'm going to take it one step further right now. And I'm going to tell you, you were born to be happy. Okay. And when you're not happy, that's a sign that you're shifting into what's called sympathetic dominance. Now you have two parts of a autonomic or what we call automatic nervous system. All right. Two parts of a whole. One part 
is going to be sympathetic. Sympathetic is basically our fight or flights, the aspect of our automatic nervous system that protects us. It's our survival, embedded survival mechanism, right? We're supposed to use that in short spurts. And I mean like this, when you wake up, you're going to get a little jolt of the sympathetic fight or flight nervous system. When you um, are a little bit hungry and maybe you if we think about our evolutionary days, you had to get up and go hunt, you're going to use a little bit of your sympathetic fight or flight nervous system. If you are in a situation where you have to protect yourself, you're going to activate your sympathetic nervous system. But it was designed for short bursts, not to be used all throughout the day. So when people are drinking a lot of caffeine, for example, caffeine stimulates the sympathetic fight or flight nervous system. So if a person's drinking caffeine, coffee all day long, they're constantly stimulating their sympathetic nervous system and in stimulating it. Now their nervous system, instead of being in these short bursts is something that dominates their reality. All right. Fight or flight. You, everything is a threat. Okay. And that's what leads to a little anxiety. That's what leads to a lot of muscle tension. That's what leads to a lot of acidic tissue so that things start hurting more than they should. It's just a big, big problem. Now, one more thing about coffee, little tangential side note, is it wipes out B-complex vitamins. In wiping out B-complex vitamins, B-complex vitamins are essential for energy production. So it's going to actually thwart its uh, you know, energy production. What it ends up doing, prolonged coffee, is it puts you in a state of sympathetic fight or flight mode, but you really don't have the energy to do it. So your body has to stimulate the adrenals to keep making up the difference. It's not a good long-term strategy, in my opinion. It's why I don't really drink. I shouldn't say really, I don't drink coffee at all. Now, the flip side of the automatic nervous system, the other side, the other component is called the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is also referred to as our rest and digest nervous system. Now, that's the side we are designed to, we want active all the time because that's the aspect, the rest and digest parasympathetics. That's the aspect of our nervous system that governs all healing and really governs all normal regulation. See, you were designed to actually exist in a state of parasympathetic rest and digestedness, if I can say that, rather than fight or flightedness, all right? Fight or flightedness is supposed to be short bursts. But the vast majority of your day, we're talking 23 plus hours of your day, your body is designed to be in parasympathetic rest and digest mode. All right. But the problem is, if we look at that as scales, you know, and we're looking for some sense of balance, what it's saying is the vast majority of your day should be parasympathetic and the little, little portions of your day should be sympathetic. But what's so sad about it for most people is that the scale is usually flipped. Instead of it being most dominant, parasympathetic, rest and digest. For most people, the dominant is the sympathetic, the fight or flights. And that's where you see people with tight necks, a lot of tension, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fatigue because they're working overtime, just trying to be aware of th potential threats around at all time. It's like they're, they're essentially running on fumes all day, right? So that's a little primer for you. What I want to get into is something that I feel really, really passionate about, which is setting up the healing process, something that I don't see a lot of folks doing. I think I see a lot of shotgun approach and the intention is awesome. 
but we have to have a sequential thought process when we're applying natural medicine, if we're going to be successful with it, you can't just shotgun it and see what sticks to the wall. When you throw something at it, you really have to have a definitive, this is why I'm doing it, a definitive rationalization for why I'm doing something when I'm doing it, because I'm looking to create this effect at the cellular level. And that would, that way I know what I'm looking for when that effect has been created. And therefore I know when to go to the next step in the healing process. See, it's a, it's an orchestration. It's a dance. It's a symphony when we get into natural healing, but you can't do that if all the instruments are playing at the same time, for example. So we're going to, we come back from the break. What we're going to talk about is some things I share with my students, you know, how to assess the parasympathetics. I want you to learn how to assess whether or not your parasympathetics are really, really working. Now, remember, I said when I went to that open house, there was that girl getting the shiatsu massage and she was drooling, right? Well, I'm going to give you a little teaser. That drooling was a sign that the massage had engaged her parasympathetic nervous system and therefore her body was in an advanced state of healing. So let's talk about that advanced state of healing when we come back right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Check us out at energetichealthinstitute.org. We have great programs like our program in holistic nutrition, our certification in it, our certification in detoxification and fasting. Oh, another phenomenal program that's just grown so much over the last year, two years. And of course, we have a lot of do-it-yourself courses as well. For those of you that want to put your toes in the water, our most recent one that we've just released, which I'm so proud of and is getting rave reviews right now, is the art of cellular healing. If you are injured from the shots, if you are experiencing long COVID, or if you are experiencing any type of health issue and you want to make sure natural medicine is a part of your solution, check out the art of cellular healing. You will love it. Now, when you go to it, put in promo code, I am E high amazing, and you will get a hundred dollars off. And as always, any proceeds that are predominantly created for our fight for freedom, our fight for health and helping people who've been injured by the shots, proceeds, a portion of proceeds will go towards that fight. All right. So you're helping in a big way by helping yourself. And we're going to make sure that that gift you give us of your attendance in that course helps a lot of other people too. Again, go to energetichealthinstitute.org and we would love to see you, love to meet you and love to have you be a part of our family. We write back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. 
These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So when I left off, we were talking about the parasympathetic nervous system, right? Rest and digest. So just keep it real simple. Think of it in those terms, parasympathetic, rest and digest. So maybe a question for you is, well, how do I know when I'm really in that mode or when I'm not? Well, look at this. You know, uh, one of my favorite ways to really engage the parasympathetic nervous system is through breathing exercises, pranayama, just practices in meditation and prayer of getting into a breath rhythm. And what I feel for when I'm doing that is salivation, because that's one of the first signs of a, a person being and having their parasympathetic nervous system engaged. So let's move over and just let me give you a quick analogy of a, a dog, right? Because we all love our doggy so much, right? Well, when a dog smells some food and knows that you might be giving it some, what happens? You start salivating like crazy, right? Drool everywhere. That's because the dog has activated its parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system in a big, big way. Okay, really good. Now, you might also notice, and of course, that's because the anticipation of food, right? Rest and digest. So that's the digest portion activating it. Well, if you've ever watched your little doggies when they're sleeping, you see when they breathe in, their belly gets really big. And when they exhale, their belly gets really small, right? That's the correct breath rhythm. And that's something we can borrow for a meditation kind of breathing practice is that when we inhale, we let our bellies get really, really big. Mm, I feel so good. Try it one time. Let's try it together one time. So just take a big breath in and exhale through your mouth. <sighs> one more. Let's do it. That felt good, right? Let's do that one more time. Big breath in. Exhale through your mouth. Ah. <sighs> And now on your next breath in, I want you, when you inhale, to let your belly get really big. So let the belly button push out. 
Oh, that feels so good. It's like such a great internal stretch. And now when you exhale, let the navel, let the belly button come, come back towards the spine. Good, right? One more time. One more time. Try it. Oh, and then exhale, let the belly button come back. Oh, really good, right? It feels good, right? It feels good because that's the level of control you have and everyone has over your accessing your ability to access your parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. It really is there on a beacon, at a beacon's call when you decide to breathe in a certain way, a certain way that allows your abdomen to get bigger when you inhale and get smaller when you exhale. So that's your rhythm that you create, right? And one of the signs that'll happen when you do that for a few minutes, maybe, is you start to salivate. And that's your body telling you, you did it, you activated the rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system. You don't have to be asleep and you don't have to eat anything to do it. Another great way, get a massage. Like we had talked about in the first segment, right? Somebody getting a massage, they start to drool. I used to be a body worker, folks. That's one of the biggest compliments you can give somebody is when you actually are drooling. A good massage therapist, a good body worker, when, they, when our clients are salivating, we know we are doing an excellent, excellent job. So don't feel embarrassed if you start salivating. You're supposed to when you're getting touched. And now you add that into other things that we can do like sleeping and like eating, because what we start learning is that our body, like we said, is supposed to be in parasympathetic rest and digest mode the vast majority of the day, right? And now you have a little trick. You can use your breath very simply to access it. Now, for me, I like to be able to feel myself beginning to salivate when I'm breathing within about three breaths. That's when I know I have a really attuned um, parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system and that I'm really doing a great job of accessing it all the time. So a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't feeling that good, you know, and I was like getting kind of run down with all the work and everything and not happy. Remember, I said, you're born to be happy. I wasn't happy, you know? And so I was driving through the Northern Sierras. I think I told this story last week. I was driving through the Northern Sierras and it was just gorgeous. And I had remembered, I was like, dang, doc, you haven't been breathing. You haven't been doing your pranayama practice. You haven't been praying. You haven't been talking to God. What is going on? You know? So I was driving through this incredible country and I started breathing. Like I just showed you while I was driving. Yes, you can do it while you're driving. I started just inhaling and letting my abdomen get big. And then when I exhale, feel that navel pull in and actually do a little kegel at the end too, where you lift the pelvic floor, right? And I just kept doing that rhythm. When I inhale, relax all the muscles, let the abdomen get really big. When I, I, when I exhale, I contract the muscles and bring everything together. And what I noticed, which was really alarming for me, was that it took me roughly about 15 to 20 minutes to start to salivate. And so what that told me is that I was definitely in sympathetic fight or flight mode, that I had let myself uh, be trained by life instead of you know, dictating the terms of how I'm going to exist within. And I would have let life start dictating to me. And my response was that everything was a threat. Everything was a problem. I was unhappy. I was in sympathetic fight or flight mode. And so the question became, well, when are you going to change that? Because that, see, that's the power you possess to change that whenever you so choose. And so that's what I decided to do on that trip. We're changing that. Every morning I'm going to wake up and do my breathing practice. Again, I'm going to go through my prayers. I'm going to go through my 20 questions, 
you know, my love without limits meditation. I'm going to take myself through this process. And I can tell you, I've been doing it now for, oh, probably a little over about 10 days straight, completely different. I feel so much better. I feel happier. Um, I did have that little escapade last night because I'm also cleansing and it was probably a cleansing reaction. I think I've found a little pocket of infection that was in my digestive tract, just sitting there and it opened up last night. And that's why I got sick, but I am glad I didn't eat that burrito because that would have made it worse. That would have been a North and South kind of experience, if you know what I mean. But what I'm saying to you is you can actually assess your body and kind of check in and see what's going on. So if you're doing a breathing practice, for example, and it takes you several minutes to start salivating. That doesn't mean that you're bad or you're bad at it. It's just, this is where your body's at right now. And do you want to change it? Now, in less than 10 days, I'm back down to um, salivating within three breaths. I can take a couple of big breaths and boom. And my practice still has a lot of work to do. I'm not very smooth with some of the things I like to do, the breath transitions and stuff like that. But I can feel myself accessing the parasympathetic nervous system. And by and large, last night accepted, I do feel so much better because I've done what you, we all need to do. And that is take control of our life by taking control of our health and our health decisions. Because yes, the body was designed to heal, but that doesn't mean we should put it in the position to have to heal every single day of our life. Okay. <laughs> our, we were born to be happy. That doesn't mean that every day is going to bring happiness but that also means that we have a lot more control over that experience than we are led to bleed. I should say led, misled to believe. Okay. Now folks, when we're looking at all this, you know, there's some questions that I, I take my patients through and I want to share those with you because I think they're things that you can learn a lot from. Remember parasympathetic rest and digest, right? Well, let's look at a couple of uh, of, of those. All right. The first thing that I want to really get into is energy level. You know me, I'm going to always be talking about energy levels. So there's three things that we do when we're setting up a good healing process. You know, we're setting up the, the plan for what the healing process is going to look like. The first is always attention to energy production. You've heard me talk about it so much now. It's, I hope I'm winning out in your mind, the significance of that. If you're going to have a chance, you've got to produce energy at the cell level. You've got to have the mitochondria of the cell producing energy. And that takes, requires nutrition, specific amounts of nutrients, right? So energy production has to be there. The second thing when I'm working with patients that I have to have in the plan is making sure that the cellular environment, the water around the cell is getting cleaner and it's also getting more nutrient dense. So when the cell needs something, it's right there in the water and the cell can just reach out basically and open the door and let that thing come in. So when we have those, that kind of environment for the cell where there's, it's clean and nutrient dense then the cell is going to thrive. Now, the third thing that we need is activation of what we're talking about today, the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. See, when you get energy going, when you give the cell the environment that it needs and everything it needs in that environment to be to thrive, really, and then when you activate the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system, your body goes into an advanced state of healing. And ultimately what it does is it really sets the stage. If you need um, more therapeutic intervention, things like 
you know, cleansing and uh, detoxification, things like fasting and autophagocytosis for DNA repair. If you need those things, you're now setting the stage for that to happen because you've addressed the foundation of the healing process, energy production, healthy, productive, optimal cellular environment and activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. So when I'm working with patients, I'll usually have some follow-up questions for them. And they're very simple. It's the same questions for every single one. I'm assessing their progress and I'm assessing their parasympathetic nervous system. So let's go through it and pretend that we're playing around a little bit here today with me and you. First question, if you were going through a healing process, I would ask, and we had set up a plan and we're in the plan has been installed and you're using it. First question is what's gotten better, right? What's gotten better? Let's look at what's good. Second question is what hasn't, what hasn't changed at all? You know, what symptoms and feelings, things that you're experiencing haven't changed. And then the third thing is what's gotten worse, if anything. Now, fortunately, that last one, we don't get a lot of feedback on that because we've addressed those first three things, energy production, cellular environment, and activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. It's usually up, up, and away, although there will be some roller coaster ride along the road. Welcome to the wonderful world of natural healing. Now, once those questions are answered, I get into a full analysis of the parasympathetic nervous system because I got to know, I just got to know, you know, how, because the body's going to tell me really everything I need to know if I ask it the right questions. So the first question that we get into is energy level. What's your energy level on a scale of one to 10? And people will tell me, and it's of course, it's highly subjective, right? But I get to ask them another question. Does that feel like an improvement? Does that feel like an improvement since you began making some changes, right? That's how you assess. Well, the trend is up. If your energy's improving, we're going in the right direction because that's one of the foundational things that has to happen. Number two, I get into happiness. Happiness. That's right. I ask about it. Scale of one to 10, how happy are you? If the happiness is already high, well, great. But what if it's low? That's a great way for us to check in and find out, are you feeling better? Because people who start feeling better, people who have energy, people who have a stable cell environment, people who have their parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system activated, usually start feeling a lot happier too. What a nice benefit, right? What a nice benefit of the healing process there. And then we have... Um, a very thing I, I love asking because it's for little kids. It reminds me of little kids and we're all little kids at heart. How many times do you laugh a day? You know, give me a, give me an idea, right? The average child laughs over 300 times a day when you count all the little giggles and things like that. The average adult laughs less than six. So maybe sometimes we need to prescribe for ourselves a little bit of laughter before we go to bed at the very least, because that can help activate the parasympathetic nervous system before you go to sleep. Then we get into the fun questions, the naturopathic questions, the poop questions. How many times a day do you poop? How many major meals a day do you have? We want to make sure there's at least one major poop for every major meal each day. If you eat one meal a day, then you should have at least one major poop a day. Do you have any days without having a bowel movement? Because that can be constipation, but it also can tell us that you're just in sympathetic fight or flight mode, right? It's simple, right? Digestion and rest, rest and digest. If either the rest is disturbed or the digestion is disturbed, then that means the parasympathetic nervous system is off and we got to address that. Do you have a poop within 15 minutes to 30 minutes of waking up? Is Have you trained yourself to 
purify your body as soon as you wake up every morning, that that's the first thing you do. You don't go into the kitchen and look for calories. You go to the bathroom and purify your body. That's what we want to make sure patients are learning and teaching their bodies that this is the first thing we do. We wake up and we go and get the waste out. When you poop, do this feel complete? Does the poop feel complete, right? Does it, you know what I'm talking about. Does it feel like you got it all out, right? And if you do, then we're moving in the right direction. And if you don't, maybe we have to look at a little bit more fiber for you. Maybe we have to consider that there might be some polyps or some hemorrhoids in there that we were unaware of. You see what I mean? There's, it tells us information. But if we know that a person is pooping once, at least once for every major meal and they're pooping every day and they're pooping when they wake up and they feel complete, well, that's a great sign that the parasympathetic nervous system is engaged and working. Then we go over to the rest part, right? The rest part of rest and digest. And that's where we have total hours of sleep. Now, a person in a healing process, the minimum is really seven hours every night, seven hours. But you can get away occasionally with six if you also meditate because you get a little bit of what's called some yoga nidra in. You get some, you're you basically, when you're breathing, it's like getting extra sleep to your body. Okay, that's why when you have a breathing practice, a meditation practice, you actually can sleep less because while you're in meditation, your body is considering that sleep, you know, and for all intents and purposes, it's like a conscious sleep according to the body. Well, the next question, do you sleep uninterrupted, right? Because a lot of people are waking up at night and a lot of times people are waking up at the same time every night. And when a person's waking up the same time every night, we can actually put that up against traditional Chinese medicine charts. And we can see well, which organ is affected. It gives us a lot of information. Let's say you wake up every night at two or three in the morning. Well, that's telling us a lot right there. That's telling us you're waking up during liver time. And that we need to maybe provide some herbs and some nutrients to help your liver do what it's doing because it's not, it's underperforming. How do I know? You're waking up at a certain specific time every night. It gives us information, right? Sounds a little hokey. Don't care. That's how it works. I've seen it work for the last 24 years. <laughs> All right. So, you know, sometimes we have to unlearn what we have learned. And if you've learned that nutrition doesn't work, or you've learned that natural medicines and Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine are kind of hocus pocus, you need to unlearn that because they're actually incredibly scientific and they've been around a lot longer than this current version that's killing people, this current version of medicine sponsored by the pharmaceutical industry that's killing people. So always a good time to re-examine things, preconceived ideas of stuff that people have told us because they wanted to profit off of our lack of knowledge or our lack of faith in something being able to help us, right? That's why you see, uh, I just read a hit piece in the New York Times, um, I think it was New York Times, on autophagocytosis and fasting, trying to warn people against fasting. Why are they doing that? Well, they're doing that because they know fasting is the solution. Fasting is, is, the, is what's going to work for people who are um, experiencing disease, especially people who are injured. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the healing modality. So what are they going to do? If you're the pharmaceutical industry, what do you want to do? You want to create and sow doubt because it's not like you can prevent somebody from fasting themselves. You can't make fasting illegal, right? <laughs> Could you imagine if they tried? Um, so, uh, when we're talking about the rest component, do you sleep through the night? If you wake up, what time is the disruption? It gives me information. If you do wake up, are you able to go right back to sleep? Because then I'm less concerned. But if you're up for a couple hours, that means that you're probably pumping out a bunch of cortisol and we got to help 
turn that off. There's a lot of information you get from these basic parasympathetic questions. All right. Rest and digest questions. How long does it take you to get to sleep? Hopefully it's under 15 minutes. Hopefully it's really under five, you know, that you're able to get to sleep. Do you dream? Are you spiritually connected in with that, which is far greater than ourselves? Yes. Dreaming. That's what dreams are. They're Yes. They're a processing of the psyche, I suppose, or whatever, whatever Freud or those fruit loops would say, right? But it's a sign of connectedness. It's a sign of spiritual connectedness that your soul is at ease or not at ease because you can have bad dreams. And I've had a few of those, but that you're still connected. And that's the big thing about dreaming. Are you spiritually connected? That's the information it tells me. And then the last one is when you wake up, do you feel refreshed? Because if you don't, that's telling me we got to really purify right? Because that's the first thing we want to do every morning. So if you're waking up feeling really sluggish and slow, it's a great chance that your cellular environment is pretty polluted and we got to fix that. You see, all of that came from me just asking questions about the rest and digest nervous system. So remember, there's three really key things, three really, really key things that we have to include and make the foundation of how we set everything up. Number one, energy production always, 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 always. Number two, making sure the cellular environment is clean, making sure the cellular environment is nutrient rich. Number three, making sure the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system is activated. You do those three things and you have that set up as your baseline. What's going to happen is now you can target whatever else you need to do for this specific issue. Maybe it's blood pressure is too high, or there's some heart issues, or cholesterol levels are a little higher than a person wants, or there's some eczema, or there's a problem with a foot, or you just got into an accident and you're trying to recover. That's fine. We, you can now really personalize the treatment to the situation and to the person because you have the foundation that the biochemistry of that body and the physiology of that body needs for a full recovery. You've addressed energy production, you've addressed the cellular environment, and you've addressed the activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. Pretty cool, right? That's, that's why, how hard it is. It's not complex, but it does take a wise hand to get patients through. And that's my big thing and why I'm sharing with this with you today. I've seen a lot of great intention out there, and I've seen a lot of doctors, white coats, dabbling now into nutrition, and sadly, they don't have the expertise to do so. And you can see it in their methodology. Their methodology is a shotgun approach, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it'll all work. No, that's not how natural medicine works. Natural medicine is highly scientific, highly logical, and highly um, effective. When you let yourself understand the mechanisms of action at the cell level and what you are doing with the cell. So, if this is interesting, you, I'm going to encourage you to check us out at Energetic Health Institute again and go check out our, our course on uh, the art of cellular healing. I really think you'll enjoy it. We got over 30 videos in there, and I think I do a pretty good job of teaching in a way that you can understand. Not in a way where we're going to impress you with how much I know and the big college words I know that you're, you won't understand or let alone be able to pronounce. No, 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 no. 
what's the point of an education if you don't benefit as a student, right? So check us out, energetichealthinstitute.org and check out the art of cellular healing. I think you're really, really, really going to love it. We'll come back with uh, final thoughts and everything uh, right after these messages. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. You know, uh, so what's the point? Why am I spending so much time with you today on the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system, right? Why am I spending so much time on this, this incredible detail of checking in, how, you know, assessing our digestion and assessing our, our sleep to really know, are we living in a place in a state of, of rest and digestedness, or are we living in a state or of fight or flightedness, right? Well, I'm, I'm doing it because it's such an incredible and essential monitoring tool for for doctors to have when we're working with our patients. If you can read the parasympathetic signs, you know, in your patients, you can really detail and very easily whether or not what you're doing is helping them get better or whether what you're doing is having no effect or even whether what you're doing is making them feel worse, right? And I think that's something that I see in uh, folks that have, you know, 25 you know, medications, 25, uh, you know, pharmaceutical medications is they went, they started taking the medication. Maybe it made the primary symptom feel better, but then it created uh, a side effect and another symptom was created and they go to the doctor and now they're like, well, this other thing's better, but you know, now I got this going on. And, and then the doctor goes, well, here, well, here, take the white coat. I should say, and goes and says, here, take this other thing, you know, and Pretty soon you look up and they've gone to a couple more different doctors for second opinions. Everybody's been prescribing and not looking at what's going on on the, the pills. And pretty soon you have an absolute mess where patients are taking so many medications with so many 
you know, complications, you know, and interactive concerns that, you know, it's a mess. It's a physiologic and a biochemical mess. And without a doubt, it's injuring their ability to produce energy. It's injuring the cellular environment. It's polluting the cellular environment. And because there is no direct correlation or activation of the parasympathetic nervous system, unless a person's taking opioids, which will unfortunately activate it, um, but overactivate it, then you know there's really nothing addressing the foundations of what's going on uh, with a person's you know healing process. It's just a instead of designing an actual process for someone to go through, what what a patient is left with is just a shotgun methodology of add another pill, add another pill, add another pill. You know, and it's like, well, that that can't be <laughs> that can't be something that is going to be successful. It, it just there's just no way for that to be successful, you know, it, because there's no logical thought process and there's no management of what's going on at the cellular level. There's only, you know, continued bombardment of what's going on at the cellular level and trying to do what I call is force shift. You're trying to force the physiology into a shift. You're trying to force the biochemistry into a shift. And when you get into the history of medicine, which I love doing, you know, you, I love learning where these words come from, you know, like where did allopathic medicine or alleopathy really come from? What's its, what's its ethos, if you will, right? Well, when you go to Tabor's medical dictionary in the early uh, 1900s and, and mid 1900s, alleopathy was the um, attempt to cure by replacing one morbid condition for another morbid condition. Now, morbid condition doesn't sound too good in the public. And if somebody on, was on, you know, they were the pharmaceutical industry was putting out, well, you contact your doctor if you have this morbid condition, people would be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So what the pharmaceutical industry learned very quickly was that words matter. So they changed morbid condition to side effect. And then they changed side effect to adverse event. And then they tried to change it years ago to alternative adverse event to try to draw the illusion that, you know, natural medicine has equally big problems with injuring folks. And I'm like, you know, I've been watching the country pretty closely. I have yet to see a naturopathic doctor who didn't administer any of the shots. I have yet to see that doctor kill a patient. All right. <laughs> I just haven't seen it. I haven't heard of it. But I know when folks go to the hospital, it's a roll of the dice. And I, I've been firsthand witness to doctors in hospital situations killing patients. I had that happen to one of my family members while I was on the phone with the doctor, you know, screaming at the doctor to use, you know, budesonide, and he refused to use it to save my, um, my cousin's mother's life, you know? And you, you go through these experiences and you're like, well, wait a minute, we are so far off the rails right now. We are so far out of what is logical and makes sense. And why? Because we've lost this, this basic understanding of the human body and what the body needs. So when we get into this, the body is going to need every day five things, right? It's going to need purification. It's going to need movement. It's going to need to be hungry. It's going to need to be nourished. It's going to need rest. Okay. Body's going to need those things. Notice the last two, nourishment, digestion, and rest rest. That's the parasympathetics. That's really where we're activating the parasympathetics, right? But the, if you give the body those five things every day, if you give the body nourishment and rest, 
And before you give the body nourishment and rest, you've given it purification, you've given it movement, and you've given it hunger. At the cell level, you have given now the body everything it needs to promote itself and to really promote something special, your happiness. You see, the reason I get so deep into the parasympathetics and the rest and digest is because I really want people not just to heal and feel a little bit better. I want them to discover what life feels like when they're at their very best. Because when you can discover what life feels like when you're at your very best, you have a tendency to want to share that good feeling that you have with people around you and encourage them to do the same in your own unique ways. You start becoming very attractive to people for strange reasons. You're like, you know, I've known you in the office. You have a friend, a colleague in the office. I've known you for a long time. And there's just something different about you. You look different. You look happier. You're, what are you doing? Right. And now you start, start, you, you begin this wonderful conversation of, you know, I've learned how to take care of myself. I've, I've learned what they didn't teach me. I've learned that what my cells need, the energy production and the, you know, ideal environment. And I've learned how to create those two things for my body. And now I'm learning how to stimulate my parasympathetic nervous system every day. And what I'm finding out is this entire experience of life, this gift, is completely under my control. And I don't need to outsource it to anybody. And I don't need to give away the freedom that is inherent to it. All I need to do is learn how to care for the gift that I am and then share that gift that I am with the world. That's possible. I know it's possible because I see it happening every day at the Energetic Health Institute. You know, I mean, I just see it every single day. I mean, it's a, it's a sight to behold, you know? So as we're closing this down today, I think my final thoughts are just that, you know, we have this incredible power that we possess. And it's wonderful when you go through an education, even if it's not detailed and certification and you, you know, you are intending to use it for some, you know, career change or something like that. Just the knowledge of what your body is, what you are, and how to care for your amazing body, you know, how to interpret certain symptoms and listen to the language that your body is talking, really talking in. How, you know, when something is a little bit off, that you know immediately what to do, you know? I woke up this morning and it was like, whew, I made it through a rough night, right? And I maybe have a rough night once every couple of years. You know, it's not very frequent at all, thankfully. And I can and I can go into incredible levels of stress and still come out clean for the most part because of how I take care of myself every day. But when it does come up, wow, I know what to do. When it comes up for my son, I know what to do. When it comes up for my woman, I know what to do. When it comes up for my patients, I have a pretty good idea of what to do. And it's with the basics in mind. Are you producing energy? No? Well, we better get that going because we got no shot without it. Is your cellular environment clean? Is it rich in nutrients? No? Well, we better change that. Because I don't know a cell that's going to do a really good job of what it's supposed to do if it's living in filth and there's an absence of nutrients all around it. Are you happy? No? Well, let's stimulate those parasympathetic nervous system neurons. Let's, let's get you feeling the way you're actually supposed to feel. Maybe a way that you haven't felt 
in a very long time, it's possible. If you're willing to do the work, we can make the flesh strong again. If you're willing to explore something that's a little bit different and let go of, unlearn your preconceived ideas that you may have about these things, you'll find there is more science here, more science of significance in natural medicine you'll ever find in the pharmaceutical industry. And if we do those three things, we set the foundation, we set this incredible foundation for healing to occur. At that point, it really, in almost every case, becomes just a matter of time, a matter of consistency on the patient's part and a matter of time that you will improve. I have been treating people, folks, for well over two decades. I am blessed to have had the experiences that I've had with my patients, which are substantial taught me and continue to teach me so much. And I'm blessed to see that when students go through the education they get at the school, that they can replicate those same results because we're not replicating an ideology. We're replicating a series of principles based upon how the body is designed to heal. And so that we work in harmony with those processes instead of trying to force the body to do something and in doing so, creating more problems, right? Natural medicine is about the restoration of balance, the restoration of energy flow, this wonderful experience of creating space, you know, where there's space, there's movement, where there's movement, there's energy, and where there's energy, disease cannot exist. You are designed to heal. You are born to be happy. And both of those things go hand in hand. All right? You can do this. So if you're out there listening and you're thinking to yourself, I am needing some help with what I'm doing, please connect with us at the Energetic Health Institute. Please check out The Art of Cellular Healing. I wrote that from the heart for you. All right, folks. Well, I hope you've had a really good time with me today. Um, we'll have some special guests coming on over the next couple of weeks. Um, haven't set up the slate, but I, they'll be impressive and fun and we'll have a good time with them. Uh, we are going to be de-emphasizing de the whole COVID stuff here. I'm, I've really had enough of that topic. Um, not de-emphasizing the fight. I'm not de-emphasizing helping people and I'm not leaving any of that stuff. But on the radio show, I want to teach you more about what you can do and make things a little bit more uplifting and more fun, things that are going to just make you feel good about listening in every day because you deserve that too, right? And quite frankly, so do I. Let's talk about some happy things and create that energy all around us, all right? Now, as always, you know, we have four challenges that we are facing in this time. And first is to take no offense, right? Uh, talked about that a little bit last week with the masks and talking to people with masks instead of getting angry at them. For me, it, I found that now I'm just talking to them, you know, and let, you know, if you want to be free and that's how you want to use your freedom. You know, who am I, right? Really, who am I? But if I see you as a person still in there, just maybe one day you'll see that I'm not wearing one and you'll say, you know what? It's time for me to take this off. At least that's the hope. Second thing is to make sure we're speaking truth. And there's a lot of false 
statements out there. There's a lot of lies and everything. That doesn't mean that we have to subscribe to that approach and fight fire with fire. And so to speak, no, we'll, we'll fight with love and love loves the truth to remain selfless. Let's help each other. Let's get out there, especially in this time of year, put on some Christmas movies. We can debate whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, for example. <laughs> All right, we might be, we will do that on one show, <laughs> but that we can win this by making sure that we never let hate in our hearts. How do you do that? Be selfless. And then finally remain humble. Yeah, we know we're right on this. We are. But that doesn't mean that we need to be aggressive with that. You know, doesn't mean we need to be bashful about it either. So there's that fine line in there, but it really comes down to just remaining humble. That, you know, it's a gift to be alive. It's a gift to be born into a body that is designed to heal and to be born for the purpose of being happy. And let's celebrate that gift that we've been given to exist at all. May God shine his divine light down on us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. H, aka Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And I say to you, aloha, vow, ia owe, which means I love you. Aloha and adios. Adios.